0: Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on July 10th, 2022. Hello, everyone. I took last week off. I felt really guilty about it, so I don't even know if it was worth it to take it off, but I took the week off, so the delay between episodes is a little less And, um, yeah, the fourth was okay, you know, um, 4th of July in America or Independence Day, it, um, would, did not feel very festive this year because of everything that's going on and, you know, hasn't really felt festive in a couple of years, but, you know, we still do it, I guess. I mean, I didn't do anything. I just stayed home. I, we, my dad and I saw the fireworks a little bit from our deck. And, um, cause it, but you know, they didn't really clear the trees that much. So, um, but I feel like if you've seen fireworks once, you've seen them all. Let's be real. But so that was last week. So sorry I didn't record. I mean, not like you care, but I care. I don't know. But some things have happened, I guess. I mean, not really happened, but some updates. I started doing a gratitude journal with my friend Sonia. So we started doing that on July 1st. So I've been doing it for nine days so far. And shocker of all shockers don't feel very different and it feels like a chore. So. I mean, not like I was expecting any sort of change mentally or, you know, happiness level wise, doing it a week. Um, But I'll tell you, it feels like a chore. But it is a little bit nice to, you know, at the end of the day to reflect and um, find some things that you're grateful for, even though some of mine are just like, hmm, grateful to watch this show. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, I'm grateful to be entertained. Uh, I'll always be grateful to be entertained. That it's very important to me as we know. So that's that. uh, you know, I did watch the movie The Worst Person in the World uh last weekend, and I don't know what I thought I was getting into. I thought it was gonna be this like light happy foreign movie. And it was not that for me. Um, there's some really heavy stuff in that movie. So I would say it's another one of those movies on the on the list that I'm keeping of, you know, don't watch this if you're grieving. So I would say don't watch the worst person in the world if you're grieving. It's not worth it. I mean, maybe uh, watch it a couple of years down the line. But there were some really heavy things in it. And it made me very sad. And um, it made me think about my mom. And, you know, I think about her. I think about her more and more every day, you know. Um, I mean, I think that's just the nature of grief. It just is really like, I don't know. I mean, it's just it pops up more than you think it would, you know, it's been a year, and it just doesn't feel any better. And I don't expect it to. And I don't want it to because, you know, what it what would that say about my relationship with my mom or my mom, if it like, you know, in a year, it just got better, you know, so I guess, in a way, happy to feel everything that I'm feeling. But, you know, it just really, really feels bad. It feels bad, like a lot of things right now just feel bad. And um, I don't know if and when it's ever going to just stop feeling bad. But, you know, I don't know, you know, and I, and then I try to be grateful for what I do have, but it feels half-hearted. And I don't know, I, I I've been having this thought of just like, you know, why – isn't magic real. <laughs> you know, and that's it feels like a non sequitur what I'm saying, but it really isn't. You know, when I think about death and things like that, like why isn't magic real? Why can't there be magic that would bring back our loved ones exactly how they were and healthy? You know, why isn't it real? Why aren't fantastical things real? And why are they considered fantastical? Because, you know, they're not, it's not possible, right? But I just, I I'll, i always have a really tough time with like, my wishing, you know, and wishing things were different and wishing so hard and nothing changes. It's It's always very shocking to me. And maybe it's I don't know what that's about with some, you know, glitch in my personality <laughs> where I just sometimes can't handle reality, and I'm just like, well, wh- how is this reality this way if I keep wanting it to be a different way? You know, um, sometimes I feel like I have the egocentrism of a, t- a two year old, but uh, I don't know. So I, I've just been thinking, like, why isn't magic real? Like, why can't it be real? And then I guess I could really reflect and think about like, oh, look at the magical things that have happened, you know, whether you want to call it magical or not. But there's sometimes some crazy things that happen. I can't even think of an example of like, wow, that felt magical. I can't because nothing it doesn't like magic. I just don't know why magic doesn't exist. It's I know it's really weird thing to say, but I don't know why our loved ones can't come back. I don't know why people die. I don't know why we're alive. (laughs) These are all very crazy questions and heavy questions. And I don't have any answers. I don't think I'll ever have any answers, which is very annoying and upsetting. And I just wish it was real. And then, you know, I had a really weird moment um, last week. The week before last week? I don't know. It was scary. I couldn't remember the last four digits of my social security number. And it really, really freaked me out. Like, I could not remember them. Remember the numbers. And, you know, you use it for everything. You know, I think, I don't even know where my social security card is. uh, But I have, you know, the number memorized since going to college. Because that's when you had to start using it all the time. And I couldn't remember. And then finally, like, I had to find, like an old student loan form to like, see what the last four digits were. And then I was like, Oh, my God, I better write this down somewhere so that I don't forget. But it was a moment where I was like, Oh, my God, like, am I, you know, I have a fear, of course, of like having dementia, like my mom, and I feel, you know, thank God, in a way that she didn't have to like, Get to a bad place really before she was gone, you know. I know that that would have been painful for everybody involved, and I, I just I know that I know that. But it just wouldn't I want to risk to have her here longer than go through that because I haven't gone through that yet. I don't really know what that would feel like, right? So to me, the pain of what I'm feeling now that she's gone is worse than the possibility of what would happen, in, you know, in that cognitive decline, right? So I just, I just think that like, I I mean, I would love to go back in time and do it differently all the time. That's like all I think about. (laughs) Um, But when I couldn't remember the last four digits of my social security, I, yeah, I I mean, I'm, I'm worried that when I'm old, I'm not going to be able to remember anything. I don't know who will be around me, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I can't imagine like, you know, the worst thing is not being able to remember and then also not having like any support system. I can't imagine a support system in the future. Like once my dad is gone, I don't like I do feel like I will have like no one. I have friends, but friends, all my friends have their own lives, you know, you can't, I would never rely on a friend, really. And the idea of a partner is just like this invisible, you know, void. I, I, does that make sense? Like, I can't picture it. I I can't imagine it. And I can't imagine that they would support me in the way that I would need because I've never had that. So I just see myself as alone in a nursing home and not knowing who I am. Uh, Just kill me now. God, it's very morbid. I I don't, you know, I didn't think that it was going to go here today, but that's where it is. Um. I, I hope that none of that happens, but I'm telling you, when I couldn't remember the last four digits, I was like, "This is early onset." I'm 38; it's starting now. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that happens sometimes, you know? It's a brain fart. Uh, I can remember it fully now, but maybe I was just under a lot of stress that day. I'd like to think that. I mean, I think I, re- I think I have a really good memory. You know, it's a big part of my job. <laughs> to have a good memory and um I think I do so I hope you know for now I don't go down that path but it's a very scary thought to be like to feel truly alone or to imagine that you will be really alone in the future um I hope it doesn't turn out that way but time will tell Another great thing to look forward to, losing my mind. <laughs> this other thing happened that was really kind of upsetting. And, you know, I, I can't help but discuss it in this forum. I had a a falling out with a friend a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, uh, the year before, I think. Yeah. And, you know... <sighs> I don't really love having falling outs like, you know, it's 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 not a good thing. But basically it was, you know, we just we had an angry text exchange. Actually, well, I didn't have the exchange. Like I said, whatever, that I couldn't do this thing. And then I got like, you know, a diatribe back Uh, and then I just never responded. And that was that. And I I almost wanted her to react the way that she did so that I could just not talk to her anymore. She wasn't a a bad friend. I mean, I think she cared about me deeply. But I think sometimes I get into these friendships where they want more of me than I can give. And, you know, I'm just not willing to do that. And I just always felt this, this pressure. Like, I don't know. It always seemed like she wanted to collect friends and then she wanted to just, like, be best friends with everybody. And, you know, I think that there were just some boundaries crossed when I would ha- introduce her to my friends. It was just weird and she's a good person and I think of her with nothing but like I just want her to be happy, but I just don't think that we were compatible friends and and it was interesting because the people that I met through her like and she's not friends with any of those people anymore. So I think that if that were to be me, and I was like, Oh, wow, I lost a bunch of these friends. I think at some point, I would just reflect a little bit and be like, well, it can't all be their fault. Like there's got to be some sort of onus on me. But that would that's me. And I'm always looking for my part of blame. And I think that in this case, my part of the blame is that I wasn't more forthright about my feelings. And, you know, I should have been more clear about my boundaries. But that's not the easiest thing for me, because confrontation is just so difficult for me. But I think these days, I would be more upfront and be like, well, this is what I'm comfortable with. And, you know, I didn't like this, and etc. And then hopefully, we would have a conversation. But back then, I just I wasn't capable of it. And so I said my piece. And then I knew that she was going to be upset. And she was upset. And so that was the end of that. But sometimes I do look her up (laughs) on social media. And because you know, I unfollowed her, I think she unfollowed me and all that stuff. But I wish her nothing but the best. And you know, and she, it was always really, really important to her to get married and all this stuff. And, you know, um, in a specific timeline. And I, I always felt like it was really unrealistic. And I felt like that's why a lot of her relationships didn't work out because she put so much pressure on them. But, you know, everybody has their own journeys. And so sometimes I just try to see if I can find her on social media just to see if she like got married and like had her, you know, quote unquote, happy ending. But shortly, I think, I don't know. I looked her up maybe like a year and a half ago and I couldn't find her on social media, which was shocking because, you know, she was pretty big on Instagram. Um, meaning like she was always like, she was always posting pictures that were very much like seemingly wanting to be an influencer, you know, like, I don't know. I didn't understand what her social media game was because like, she was also a doctor. So like, I was like, I don't understand this but wasn't for me to understand and but the last time the last last like I guess the two times before when I looked her up I couldn't find her on social media and I was like oh I guess she blocked me but then when I googled her and stuff like it wasn't showing up there either so I was like oh I guess she's off of social media um which is a bummer, because I just like wanted to, you know, know if she got married and stuff. Because the first time that I looked back on it, like she had a boyfriend, a new one that I had known. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe this will be the one, you know. And, uh, and then the second to last time, I couldn't find her at all. And I was like, All right, I guess she's not on social media anymore. And then this last time that I looked, uh. It was really sad because the thing that showed up was that her mom passed away. And it made me really, really, really sad because I knew her mom, you know, there was so many times where I went over to her house. Her mom introduced me to this aloe vera mango drink, which was delicious. And I liked her mom, you know, Indian mom, you know, so my auntie, you know, and <sighs> I knew her parents, I mean, not well, like always just, you know, in passing whenever I'd see them at her house. But yeah, like she's, she is an only child just like me, you know, Indian. And I think that she was just more steeped in the tradition than me. And she really did take care of her parents. So when I saw that her mom passed away in December of last year it it really 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 broke my heart and then the picture that they chose for her was just like she looked so like alive, you know, and happy and just thinking about it makes me very sad and i feel for her, you know, obviously, like i'm going through exactly the same thing. but here's the rub. i you know, me of all people, like, I just don't think it's a good idea if I reach out. Because I'm trying to think of like, what the motivation is for me reaching out, right? I don't want to have a friendship with this person again. I don't want to open that door. Because when we stopped being friends, it was a relief to me. It was I was like, Oh, my God, I don't have to walk around eggshells, uh, around this person. And I just never felt like I could go that deep with her. And especially now it's like, I can't, I can't waste my time with a friendship that isn't meaningful. And so I, I didn't want, I don't want to open that door and a condolence letter or card can just be that, but she makes it hard for me to reach out, you know, I, I, and also, it's awkward, like, the only way I found out was because I googled her. And that's weird. I mean, and I don't have to say that I can say, oh, I just found out that your mom passed away. But, you know, also, selfishly, the other thing that I'm thinking is like, she's not googling me, because if she googled me, or looked at my Instagram, you could easily see that my mom passed away. Like it's all there, you know, and this podcast, for God's sakes. And so either A, I'm dead to her and she doesn't think about me or look me up at all. Or B, she did look me up, see that my mom passed away and also chose not to say anything. So or there's probably a C that I can't think of right now. And so I guess it's it's a weird situation because I feel deeply for her and I'm very sorry for her loss, but I don't feel comfortable to reach out and, um, and I think that's okay. Also, I think about, you know, where she might be in her process and if she's having a good day, like, <sighs> I don't want to remind her of it or, you know, and remember when, remember when, hi guys, remember when. <laughs> Um, My ex-boyfriend from a while ago decided to email me and give me his condolences about my mom passing and it pissed me off more than anything else. I don't want that to happen for her. Like she might hate me or hold, you know, or I hope she has no feelings for me. <laughs> Honestly, but if she hates me. That's fine, too. But if she hates me, and then I send something to her, either mailing, you know, her home address or emailing her, and it makes her angry. I don't want to add that to her because like, I wish that my ex never emailed me, you know, he really pissed me off. It just brought up too many things about that relationship and I resented it. So for all those reasons, for at this moment, I'm choosing not to reach out to her. She's a really good person. I wish her nothing but the best. I want her to be married and happy and have the kids and have the life that she wants. Like, it's very weird. It's like, there are people that I'm not friends with anymore who like when I think about them, I don't wish them goodwill. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, I don't care if they're unhappy or not. They were terrible, you know? And with this ex-friend, I don't feel that way. Like, I do wish her what she wanted because she always wanted things so badly. And I just never thought she was going about it the right way, but I never felt comfortable to, like, call her out on any of it. But I just always wanted her to get what she wanted, you know? And I still do. That's why I'm always, like, checking to see if she got married um, and, you know, got what she always desired but you know to lose a parent is just gut wrenching and i feel so bad that she lost her mom and i remember her mom very fondly so if she ever hears this she's probably would be really angry about the things that i've said so hopefully she never hears this but i do wish her nothing but the best and all of the love for her um you know, her mother's passing. And I hope that her dad's doing okay, too. So that was just a weird situation. You know, with everything that I say about grief and all of that, you would think that I'd be like jumping to say something to her. But it's just, it's a little bit more complicated. I don't want her to get feel worse by me reaching out. I don't want to rekindle our friendship. That's clear. And so I don't think I'm going to say anything for now. And I think that's, that's okay. Like, no harm, no foul. But sometimes like, you know, and what, what would the intention of me reaching out? Like, I think even though I wouldn't want to rekindle a friendship, would I want a response from her that was nice? Yeah. So I think that I would have a little bit of a selfish motivation to even reach out. And I don't want to like, I don't want to do that. So there's that little thing that happened. Uh, Let's see. Do I have anything else to talk about? Um, No, I think I'm going to keep it at that. I mean, let me know what you think. I know I feel a little hypocritical about it. But I also remember how angry I was when I got an unsolicited condolence from somebody who was in my past. It's complicated. Grief feelings are complicated. So with that, That's what I have for you this week. Judge me all you want. Hopefully you don't judge, but it is what it is. And I will talk at you next time. Bye.